Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Brian Piergosi podcast. That's me. And we're exploring the question, what is Tantra? Having some amazing conversations with some amazing people from all different parts of the world. And I'm really grateful to have Amanda Bickham joining me right now in Italy. And what, what city in Italy are you in? I'm actually in Genoa right now. Genoa. Mm-hmm. Genoa, Italy. And um, excited to dive into this question. What is Tantra? Tantra is a word that's used a lot of different ways by a lot of different people. It can be uh, confusing, um, if you're, especially if you're first delving into it. And mm-hmm. it can be confusing if you've been with it for a while. And that's kind of the, ju- the, the beauty and the joy. And the, there, it seems like there's a certain mystery to it that is actually the essence of what it is mm. and if you fully grasp if, if you understood every single thing logically and rationally it wouldn't actually be tantra which i think is going to tie into the feminine exploration we're going to, get into too. We're going to explore <laughs> I was the, feminine. Thinking the same thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah but amanda what is in your to you what is tantra Well, I just have to start by saying that I love the way that you began this space and this container with presence. Mm -hmm. And when I boil Tantra down beyond all of the stories and the ideas and the concepts, and I, if I were to boil it down to its most simplest of forms, I feel like the essence is that presence. Mm. It's like that consciousness, that witness, that awareness of the energy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this, the space is in between. And I feel like what you said is, is super on point. It's this, um, the moment that we try to grasp it or, or it's this mystery, it's this unknown, like, what is it? And that's what keeps it alive. And when you're fully present with someone beyond the stories, beyond the words that we use, even beyond the physical beings, we can feel that there's this underlying awareness and this consciousness. And when you take that awareness and that conscious consciousness and you channel it through your sex center or your creative center, it doesn't even have to be sex because everything is sex. When you channel it through that creative center, then all of a sudden you're utilizing the most powerful energy we have, which is our creative life force. And you're channeling it in a way that can actually be for something so much greater than even just pleasure, even though like tantric pleasure is amazing, but uh, yeah, hopefully you can tap into it and use it for something so much bigger, so much more beyond. I love that. It feels like it's at least for where we are in our culture and our times, it feels like it's the next level because it feels like, you know, we have the religions and we have these spiritual paths and the path the spiritual path in fact the word yoga means union right Mm. so it feels to me like the spiritual path is about union it's about unifying all these parts of yourself all these parts of what you're encountering around you you know the universe to be one with the universe what a what an amazing large task on one hand but actually very (laughs) simple on another hand Mm. um and then we've in, in in these paths we've cut off sexuality and 
we've created this separation and we've created this duality and we've actually even made these these aspects of ourselves bad or negative mm -hmm. or crazily enough like a, a barrier to union right so it feels like tantra as it's emerging is like this next level of like and you need to integrate this too you need to you need to unify with this energy too instead of making it bad or making it a shadow um there's tremendous power here that like you said you can utilize creatively and be a channel for spirit to move through you be a channel for god to move through you be a channel for source to move mm. through you and move through all the channels of yourself and not be a disconnected um human being mm, 100 when when you brought that up it um there's a book by osho and osho it's like osho and montauk chia are the two people who are like really brought Tantra to the West and Montauk Tria has more of a Taoist perspective and yoga and Osho has more of a yogic perspective. But uh, one of Osho's books is he says exactly that. He's like Tantra is after yoga. So once you've like done all the self work and you've gone through and experienced yourself through yoga, through union with yourself and with source, Tantra is this next version, this next expansion um, and so it's really beautiful. I feel 100% there's just so much shame and guilt and fear around our sexual centers. And it's like, okay, well, we are animalistic and this is a beautiful part of us. So how can we get rid of the stories of guilt and shame and allow all parts of us to be, to be mm -hmm. felt? Yeah. That's an interest, really interesting thing you, really, you just said, because I think when I started my spiritual path, it was like, oh, this great realization of we're spirit. You know, we're spirit. I'm, I'm a spirit. You're a spirit. We're spiritual beings, and which is true. And then, like, I feel like for me, like, as I evolved on that path, it was like, and I'm also an animal being. I'm also a primate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm also, I'm also a, ma a mammal. I'm also an animal, right? And again, like, like someone goes, you're acting like an animal. Like that's what, that's like a bad thing, you know, but why is that a bad thing? Why isn't that a good thing? Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, it feels like there's this, this, and then there's all this um, energy that we're cutting off because we're not honoring the divinity and sacredness of the animal parts of ourselves. Right. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I think that that's like, you know, all the shame and all this repression and all this like, this denial of a huge part of ourselves. That's what creates all the shadows around it. That's why the mm -hmm. porn industry is so huge. That's why like, it's this, it's like the elephant in the room. We're all sexual. We, I mean, it's okay, but we've created so much like condemning of the fact of like, no, it's not okay. Like you need to keep that in a bedroom where nobody can see. And like, it's, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting. Like coming into wholeness with all parts of you is, and I feel like a lot of people on the spiritual path, it's like, I'm spiritual. It's like, but wait a second. Like I'm in this human body on this earthly plane. And like, there's these hedonistic things that we also can to enjoy. I mean, I remember when I went on the yoga path and I was like, no meat, no cheese, no wine. I mean, I just went like super hardcore because that's what everybody said. You know, you need to like follow the yogic path. And I feel the more and more I tune into wait, what is, what is spirit really telling me? How is spirit really showing up in my life? It creates so much more expansiveness instead of following a book or a doctrine, doctrine or a practice. It's like, how can I actually begin to, we were talking about this right before we got on the call, 
continue to expand. Like we're always expanding. So everything we once thought is going to be changing because what we thought and what got us to where we were or where we are isn't necessarily going to be the thing that takes us to where it is that we're destined to be. Totally. And you said something really interesting, which I totally resonate, but I think it definitely deserves some deeper delving into. You said everything is sex. Mm. So like, what do you mean by that when you say that? Well, when you think about it, like when you think about creation, everything comes from, even if you think about yogic, right? So if we go, some people, some of your listeners probably are, uh, you know, have followed or know about the chakras or the energy systems. Mm -hmm. But if you think about creation, creation is sex, whether it's us like mating together or whether it's the animals or whether it's the plants or everything is coming together and creating itself over and over and over again. And so like, what is the creative life force, which if you look at our energetic system, it's our sexual center, right? So it's like everything around us is sex energy. It's our creative life force energy. So when we're thinking about taboo and that sex is thing that creates, it houses our seed of creation. When we condemn that piece of ourselves, we actually kind of shut off and shunt all of the creation. I mean, the buildings that we're in, the technology that we have to make this call, it all comes from our sexual creative life force energy that when a lot of people are, let's say, like repressing it, whether in their relationships or whether they're in their um, their own personal lives or they're using lots of masturbation, it's like there is so, if you learn to channel that energy, if you learn to connect with that life force, godly, divine energy, and you actually learn to move it through your body, the amount of creative life force that you can come through, that will come through you, like you said in the beginning, were channels. So if you actually use the most powerful primal, like, I mean, it controls people. Does your sex control you or do you control your sex? Oftentimes the sex controls the person. And so it's like, if we can instead flip the script and be like, wow, how can I gain control over my sex, the most powerful energy I have, then all of a sudden, like the doors open up and your creative potential expands as a human being. And I believe, as you said, I think this is the next like kind of doorway that we're opening and this next expansion that we're all leaning into as we continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was really sparked by a couple of things that you said there. And I got kind of a different way of seeing it than I ever had before. So the sexual energy is the creative energy. So everything is sex. So we're creating all the time, right? But if you don't have this consciousness, there's the sense that everything's happening to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're just the victim of whatever's happening to you. Yeah. But as you start to wake up, it's like, oh, I'm... I'm one with the creator, so I'm creating every moment. So everything is like um, I'm giving birth to every moment, right? Which is sexual energy creates birth. So it's like in tapping into this energy, you're tapping into the creator or the creative energy, and then every everything becomes creative. Every moment becomes creative, and it's like wow, like this is what this is how life can be. 100%. Right, and then and then to like, and then to um, 
connect with other people that have this consciousness, which I think is starting to happen now too. Like we're starting to come together. There's this resonant field. And then it's just the potential of what's possible. This is super exciting. Yeah. And you know, it's also really scary for a lot of people because it's like way easier. They think to stay stuck in the victim mode. It's like, Mm. uh, no, I don't want to like, I'd rather just blame my parents or blame my job or blame my partner or whatever. And it's like, damn, I'm actually even, it's been interesting coming to Italy. So my background is in nutrition, yoga and nutrition, holistic nutrition. And I got really sick. I think we talked about this a while back. I got really sick in my physical body. I think you said that you got really sick in your physical. Yeah. When I had you on my show. So what happened though, but now I'm coming to Italy and people are smoking like all the time. They're drinking espresso all the time. They're eating huge ice cream sandwiches. And I'm just like, how? Huge bowls of pasta. Huge bowls of pasta. And I'm like, how in the world is this? And they look fine. They actually like, actually their lifespan is pretty long here. They don't have that many And and so here's what I'm tapping into though, Uh right? So if you, if you, if you read Bruce Lipton's biology of belief, Mm -hmm. if you read Joe, any of Joe Dispenza's work, right? The placebo Mm -hmm. effect or the becoming supernatural. Mm -hmm. It's like, and if we consciously can sit here and say, okay, our thoughts create our reality. Our reality creates the perception which we see the lens and what we believe to be true. Therefore, mm-hmm. we change our thoughts, we change our reality. So yeah. it's like, how do we, and this is what I've been playing a lot with, like decondition the conditioning. Because if I don't believe, if I don't have any subconscious patterns or habits that are telling me that things are good or bad or right or wrong, which has been embedded in us with sex, with food, with whatever, But if I can descript all of that and no longer move from my mind, but actually move from my feeling, well, I don't know, how does this gelato make me feel in this moment? And I can get rid of the guilt of, oh, this is going to make me fat or, oh, I shouldn't be eating this because it has too much sugar. If I can just get rid of that script, then all of a sudden we're moving from our feeling, which I feel is, again, when we start to talk about the feminine, it's like, we start to move from this like intuition, this place of like, does it feel expansive or does it feel contracted? Does it mean one is good or bad or right or wrong? But like, what makes you feel most aligned? And so, yeah, I think it's really in- interesting. It's something that I'm playing a lot with because I've never eaten this much bread or pasta or mm-hmm. drank this much wine. And to be honest, like I may have gained a little bit of weight, but I actually feel fine. And three years ago when I was in the middle of my gut health trauma, there's no way I ever thought I was going to touch bread again, you know? Mm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to see where, as we start becoming more conscious, like, can we, and if everything is divine, if nothing is good or bad, if everything is divine, the pollution is divine. All food is divine. Everything comes from divinity. Everything comes from source. So is mm-hmm. it just ourselves that are creating this binary experience of right or wrong or good or bad? And is that the trap in and of itself? I don't know. It's something that I'm playing with. So I'm, I'm t- What you're saying is like so radical and I love it. It's like, to me, it is. It's the cutting edge of like the inquiry right now. It's like, well, if I'm creating, I being, you know, source, not yeah. the ego, but yeah. if I'm one with source creating this moment, like that's a rabbit hole, you know, it's like, whoa, this opens up a whole realm of possibilities, 100%. right? Of like, is there, is there this, is there an objective reality at all? Is there, 100%. is there like, like you said, like, is this, 
Is what I thought really good, really good? And what I thought really bad, really bad? Or is that just my own creation of like, well, this is good because this will get me to this. So I think it's good or I think it's bad. Because what, what I think is bad, someone else could think is good, right? 100%. So who's right and who's wrong? It's just, so you just have to realize like, we're, it's almost like a video game that we're creating, but we don't, we don't, we don't realize that we're the creators of it. But as we start to open up, it's like amazing, you know, like um, the, the potentiality of, of what we're waking to in our consciousness. And then the Italy thing, it's so fascinating because I, I was just in Italy too, right? And I've been in Italy quite a bit and it's like, yeah, like they're just downing these loads of pasta and loads of bread and all of this wine. And, you know, they have these like, what, five, six course meals, you know, like, like dinner's like three hours, you know, and they're just downing so much food, so much food. And like, they don't, they don't, people are in like better shape than America by far, 100%. you know, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, then there's something in the consciousness that's different. Yes. It's not like yes. what they're doing, yes. right? Because yeah. what they're doing would be considered unhealthy, but yet they're healthier. Yeah. So there's something in the way they're approaching things and the consciousness that is the key that we're missing, that we, we, don't, we don't acknowledge the, the, the importance of that. So that, yeah, so it's really fascinating to look at it that way. Yeah, and that's something that you said that, that I just felt into. It's like, this is where I believe, okay, so there's all this talk about like moving from 3D to 5D and like right. the new paradigm shift and like whatever. Like we're all just trying to put words to something that is truly like beyond what we could ever even really begin to comprehend. But we all can feel if we actually tune in, we're somewhat on our path to waking up. We can all feel that there is some sort of a shift that's happening. Mm -hmm. There's more and more people there. Things are getting like faster, but in a more, not like a, ego point, I need to build more, but more like, wait a second, what's really going on the creator standpoint. And I feel like this is really the key. And, and, and I feel like this is where the feminine comes in, right? It's like, we've been in this, I have to know it in order to believe it in order for it to be true. Science makes me feel grounded. And if it's, if I can read studies, then I feel safe. But what if, if we start to lean on the other side, it's like, everything is divine. Everything is divine. Everything is beautiful. Everything is perfect. The only thing that is creating the story that it's not perfect is you, is the ego, is the I. And so if as we're starting to lean into, okay, if I'm really wanting to expand into my ultimate potential, if I'm really ready to 100% surrender and 100% trust, which means I'm actually going to let go of my story of what is right or wrong, then I'm going to surrender to the feminine and surrender to the feeling. So if I'm in an experience, I'm happy having resistance like it happened to me today when I was on the train and I'm like the train's like two hours late and I'm starting to have resistance it's like okay can I notice my contraction can I notice my resistance and from that place can I choose to change my story and say what is this teaching me how can I release this resistance like wow I'm I'm, I'm trusting that whenever the train is going to be here it's perfect and this is a great opportunity for me to be more with myself and work mm -hmm. on this patience piece. Like what is the part of me that's resisting? Like I have no fucking where I need to be until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. So like, yeah. what am I resisting? And so, yeah, I think it's really interesting. This, this shift of perspective from uh, when I feel resistance, how can I choose to change nothing else outside, which would be the masculine way of like, I need to fix it. I need to do it. I need to make it happen to mm -hmm. can I change what's going on from my, my inner self, which is the path often of least resistance. Because if you're going to try to change something outside, not that you can't do it, it's just going to take a lot more work. Mm. 
Yeah, it feels like being in the flow state, right? Like being in the flow of the moment and the flow of, of what, is, what is happening. I, I get this visual of, of dancing, mm. right? So it's like you're dancing with the moment. Mm. It's like, okay, this, this isn't happening the way I thought it was with my mind, but I'm going to dance with it. This isn't yeah. happening the way I thought it was with my mind, but I'm going to dance with it. Or I'm just going to get stuck and just get bogged down and be in this resistance and just, you know, be kind of like a brick wall to life. But it feels like Tantra provides this um, practice of dancing with the moment, you know, being in the flow and dancing with life um, that just, you know, there's a term called the flow state, right? Which yep. I'm sure you've heard many times. And I think that's what we're, that's what we want to be in is this, this flow state that allows, kind of, it's, like, it's almost like a state of magic and miracles, right? Beyond what the mind can comprehend 100 yeah and and so what's interesting have you been to a tantric temple before temples um i don't know if i've been to an official tantric temple so so the temples is why i'm actually getting ready to go to holland and we're starting a Mm -hmm. five-day temple Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of bullshit in the tantra world just like in any world yoga world any world as good as it is there's always a lot of like shadows and you know and yeah, the, it's sure. very it's very different than play parties. So there's a lot of spaces that'll be like, oh, like come to this temple, and it's really just a bunch of people who just want to like fuck or 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 have sexual experiences. But a true tantric temple is, I believe, like the playing ground for you to truly embody what what, what it is we're talking about through our sex center. But it doesn't have to be sexual if you don't want it to be. So essentially, it's like. We, as being these primal beings, it's like, I may see you and I'll be like, okay, there's some energy there. Like I'm interested in exploring it, but then I may see someone else and I might be like, yeah, no, like I'm not interested at all. My mind is trying to tell me good, not good, right, wrong, too short, too high, too fat, too small, whatever it is. Right. So in these temples, you create this field where you meld the women together and you meld the men together. And then we come together and all of a sudden we see souls So whereas I'm going to drop my ego, I'm going to drop my story as best I can. I'm going to drop whatever it is, my stories of I want to be with you or I want to connect with you or I want to have this experience and just fully surrender to the feeling, to the pleasure, to the moment by moment by moment what's happening. And what happens is when you get into this, it's like the best drug I've ever taken. And it's also, it's like I'm on an acid trip or something for like multiple days and we're all feeling into the transpersonal realm. And if you can get out of your mind and if you can get out of your ego and if you can drop out of the stories, all of a sudden you'll be taken on a wild ride that you never would have ever expected. And for some people, it's a, it's a challenging because they're meeting their ego and they have to go sit in the judgment chair and be like, okay, how am I creating this reality? Nobody wants to connect with me. What am I doing? I'm not pretty enough. I'm not whatever, you know, which that's some people's stories or you're having these like wild, expansive, explosive experiences. And so when you think about Tantra and you think about like, how do we actually begin to embody it? One of the reasons why I love these temples is because it actually gives you a platform where we've all done somewhat enough of our own inner work to be able to show up into this field, to drop our egos, to drop all stories, to allow ourselves to feel through the space instead of think through the space. And when we can open our hearts up and feel through the space, you'll have more pleasure and more amazing experiences, transcendent experiences than you could have ever imagined from your mind or your, you know, your mind, if the temple is held right, which makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. That that sparks something else in me 
that was like um, comes alive, which is, I feel like as you go further on this path, you awaken more on this path. Well, I think initially, uh, maybe even more so for men, but I think potentially for everyone, there's a sense of like the sexual fulfillment is outside of you. Yeah. And you're, you're trying to like, you're trying to reach for it, reach for it, for it get, you know, and you're, and you're constantly going outside of yourself. And there's some kind of a feeling of, um, how would I describe that feeling? It's not good feeling. <laughs> I'm not sure what the word is, but it's, it's a feeling of not being whole, not, not yeah. being complete. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a void in a, in a negative sense, not in the Buddhist sense. There's a sense of like a lack, a sense of lack inside yourself. And I think as you, as you go on this path, you start to realize that like all this sexual fulfillment that you've been seeking is actually in yourself. And that's the most incredible realization, right? Now it doesn't mean that someone else, someone else can certainly activate that in you. That's, mm -hmm. that's still a totally valid thing. And, you know, having sexual relationships can be, you know, can, can amplify what's there inside of you, but that's all it's doing. It's just amplifying or activating what's inside of you. It's not outside of you. And I think that shift as you go on this path is just incredibly um, transformational and, and, and liberating. I think, you know, I mean, we've been programmed, we've been programmed by our societies, by our cultures, by our religions that like we are one half of a whole. Mm -hmm. You need to go out and find your other half. Your other right. half is out there somewhere. And, and once right. you find that, then you're whole man, woman, whatever it is, whatever the story is, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, well, there's an inner man and an inner woman inside of all of us. And for a lot of the men, I did a lot of men's work for about a year and I was just diving in, wanting to understand the masculine, wanting to understand men. It's like, we've completely cut you off from your feminine. We haven't given you a lot of the world, but like specifically for men, it's like, Nope, that's not that that part of you. It's not allowed to be seen. It's not allowed to be held. It's not allowed to be talked to. It's not allowed to be touched. And it's like, I was doing a, a live with uh, Josh Hathaway the other day. And he was like, men, the majority, the only way that we are actually we've been conditioned that the only way that we can have physical touch is through sex. Because men don't hug each other, men don't cuddle each other, men stop receiving, oftentimes boys start re stop receiving touch from their fathers around age five. And so it's like, so often we're seeking for this thing outside ourselves to fulfill some same and women have a different struggle of course we but it's it's this deep conditioning and it's like well when we can use this awareness of like wait a second again coming back to these energies let's take man, man and woman away and let's say masculine and feminine there's this like there's this soft nurturing loving wanting to just like oh, melt energy inside every human and there's this direct focused fierce penetrative, passionate, also inside of everyone. And when we can learn to like dance with these spaces within ourselves, when we can learn to hold ourselves, to touch ourselves, to love ourselves, to talk to ourselves, to show up with ourselves around the world while we dance with these two energies, all of a sudden we become whole and full and now we're overflowing and then other people are feeling that and they're just wanting to add to our cup because we're, we're, we're all starting to like transcend into that higher vibration. And so... So yeah, it's, it's, it's 100% incredibly beautiful. And, and for anyone who's listening to this, like finding, I was just on the phone call before I got with you and this woman, uh, she went through a group pro pro program of mine and she said, well, my, my biggest challenge is just finding love, you know, 
finding this relationship. And she's like, and I know I just need to work on myself more. And it's so interesting how if the right person, the right person or somebody that would excite you were to walk in the room, you'd make so much time. All of a sudden you don't have time for anything. And then all of a sudden the right person comes in and you're like, oh, I have time tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Sure. Sounds great. Oh, we can just hang out the next day too. Actually, I can push that around. But when it comes to dating ourselves, when it comes to actually making time for ourselves or making love to ourselves, there's a million other things we have to do. We don't give ourselves that same time. And so for anyone that's, you know, kind of tuning in to like, how do I begin to find that? It's just tuning into those energies. I feel like of how do I begin to like feel my inner man and my inner woman? And how do I begin to bring them back into balance myself before I go try to mm -hmm. find someone else who can do it for me? And how did this path start for you? Was this, was this something that you came out of the, came out of the womb with, or was there, was there a moment, <laughs> was there a moment that was a turning point for you or this, this path, this, this journey began? Like Tantra or spirituality or? Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's uh, say Tantra. So I remember exactly, actually. Um, I was on the yoga path for, I don't know, 10 years-ish. And I was teaching for the last couple of years. I was really dedicated to it. And I remember I was in India and I met, uh, I met a man. Uh, this was like the first man that I met after I had broken up after about three and a half year relationship. And I wasn't really feeling sexually drawn to anyone. You know, it was about, it's been about six months. And then I see this man, he's a Spanish man. And automatically it was like, boom, like, whoa, you know, and uh, we connected. And I remember it was sex. Like it was hot, it was passionate, it was fun, it was Spanish, you know, it was sex. And what's interesting is like, I remember after the experience being like, okay, like how fulfilled am I? Like really, like how fulfilled am I from that experience? And I remember feeling like not that fulfilled and not that whole and actually like something was missing, even though it was good sex, right? And so... Then we ended up connecting again. We like, we hung out for a little while and then we left and then we somehow r randomly ended up in Thailand again together. And we still had the passion. And so we connected again sexually. And I remember, okay, so I'm going to be real vulnerable about this experience. So I remember um, we were at a hot springs and there was so much, tantric tension if you will that was like building up around like from not seeing each other to riding on mountains on the back of motorcycles and like sharing food and we get to this hot springs and we're the only one there and um like you know it's gonna happen there's just so much like passion and fire building and we're in this moment we're in this hot springs and um we're sharing this sacred experience together and he ends up like, I'm like right there at the edge. I'm like riding this wave of ecstasy with him. And we're like having sex and like, he's right at the edge and, and he stops and he pulls out, he, he comes, you know, right. And there was a huge contraction that happened to me in that moment. And I felt all of the times in my past that I felt that my body was just used for someone else's pleasure. Not that that was necessarily this experience, but it created a, a flashback of this contraction of like, holy shit, 
how many men, and, and it's not their, it's no one's fault. This is what we're taught. This is how we're taught to relate sexually. But how many men have used, or, or, or me, have used my body as a vehicle for their pleasure? I was right there with you. I, it, I was right there with you. And we spent the last like several weeks riding up until this point. And then instead of staying with me, you took and went to you, to your own space, you know? And I remember like there was, and I remember like feeling so much in this moment and there's no shame. There's no guilt. I'm not saying it's bad or wrong, but I'm saying from my experience, it caused huge contraction. And I just wanted to push this person away but he was a really good friend of mine. And I said, I just want to share with you what this is like being a woman. And I kind of shared my experience, um, how I felt used, how it wasn't this case, but this just showed me how many times I had allowed myself to be used before. And I remember going at writing a blog. Um, this was about four, three and a half years ago. And I remember writing a blog and it was titled Neville, never again will I settle for sex because I realized that I had allowed myself to get into situations where maybe the energy wasn't 100% connected, or maybe that person wasn't 100% on the same level as me. Now, there's nothing wrong with coming. There's nothing wrong with, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to ejaculate. It's a beautiful gift, blah, 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 whatever. It's perfect. It's fine. It's all divine. But what it was in that moment for me was this awareness of like, there's something much more at play here when two people are connecting in this field and there's a dance and I want to be able to ride this wave and dance so that both people are feeling each other and giving, receiving equally on equal levels instead of feeling like I'm being used for someone else's pleasure. And so from then I just, you know, dove into all the books and workshops and courses and yeah, it's been a lovely exploration since mm. then. And you went to ISTA, right? Yeah. So do you want to explain like what the experience was like for you and what exactly ISTA is? ISTA is an interesting experience. ISTA is, um, it's a transformational process that one will be called to um, when their time is ready. And they basically use, practices from different roots from around the world different of the main teachers have studied through shamanism and breath work and tantra and they blend like how do we use these ritual and and shamanism which is just basically ritual and prayer and intention and combine it with our sexuality so that we can get rid of shame and explore all these edges and these boxes and so um, it, it's hard cause you go to the ISTA website and you're like, what the, f what is this? Like, it doesn't tell me anything. Like what's really going on here. And you do rituals and you're not supposed to talk about the actual rituals that you do. But for me, it was huge. It was huge. It, um, huge shifts came through and, um, it talks a lot about masculine and feminine and it just gets rid of our shame, our shame, you know, mm -hmm. so much shame that we have around our sex. So like, mm -hmm. how can we do the things that we're told not to do and mm -hmm. embody it fully and without shame or guilt and do mm -hmm. it with a collective. Mm. Let's talk about masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. So um, a little different angle that I have, I, I don't, I totally resonate with um, men accessing their feminine. And I want to explore women. So 
and men, but I want to start with women first. So what I see is you have this movement in the late 60s, roughly, where feminism arises and women are wanting to step into deeper levels of empowerment. And as they're looking for models of empowerment to embody, the people that they see that are powerful are men and masculine men. Mm -hmm. So they start to want to have the same access to um, masculine archetypes that men do. And this journey has just continued. And I'm just like watching it and I'm just like, it's certainly great that people are free to like explore whatever they want to explore. And, and, and these doors are opening for people to explore, um, for women to explore masculine, for men to explore feminine. But what I'm seeing is like women, so many women think the only way to power is through the masculine archetype, right? Yeah. So now you have you have women who are MMA fighters and they're punching each other and kicking each other and shooting each other in movies and all this, right? I mean, that's that's to- again, this is a totally valid path. And there's this feminine power that, right? I see you smiling. There's mm-hmm. this feminine power that it seems like hardly anybody even knows about or mm-hmm. even or even is accessing the full power of it, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's what I see in you. And that's what I, that I really um, think is valuable um, that you're not, not necessarily, you know, cause so this goes, this, this is interesting about the feminine. The feminine is more, you feel the embodiment of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're, if you have an awareness, it doesn't even need to be necessarily something that's directly spoken but it's felt, it's like a perfume that's felt, mm-hmm. right? And there's, and there's, and it's, and you're being drawn into it, right? So I think like a great example is a flower, right? Yeah. A flower, a flower does, isn't like, you know, chasing you around or trying to, um, you know, go after you, so to speak. But the flower opens and the flower is so beautiful that the, you're drawn to the flower. Yeah. Right? And that's the power. Right. So I'm, I want to, I'm saying a lot. So I want to, I want to pause and let you dive in, but can you talk about what you discovered about this feminine power and how it operates as opposed to the masculine power? Mm, I love it. This is so juicy. And yeah, I just want to thank you for even speaking that into the space. Mm-hmm. We are so deeply conditioned, um, specifically your reflection because I can lose it. I can lose it because we are so deeply conditioned that the masculine has the power and then that, that in order to do more and to be more, you have to operate like that. Right. And right. it's so interesting. Again, it's, it's interesting actually my journey with the Tantra and my journey with the feminine correlated right around the same time. And it's, it's, it's exponentially increased in the last eight months because you're right. It's like the feminine is so incredibly strong 
and she is she has her mo the most power when she is in the receptive mode mm -hmm. so it's like this divine knowing that the doing has already been done we don't need to be the loudest the biggest the fastest the strongest in fact like by just allowing ourselves to open up and receive and trusting because the mind is going to come in and try to create all kinds of stories around scarcity and around why you need to do more and around how everybody else is doing so much and so you'll drown out that soft subtle but strength of the feminine and so it's one of the things that i'm actually working a lot more with women on it's like also you don't you, when we're trying to you, this you see this a lot in relationships of two people being like yeah. too masculine too dominant too controlling and it's yeah. like yeah. can you can we all male or female but can we all just allow ourselves to truly embody the knowing that like we said in the beginning, everything is divine. Mm -hmm. And if we can align with our purpose and ourselves and our passion and our source, and we can just trust and we can just relax into that, then all of a sudden it's like, we don't have to do anything. And we create this energetic field that penetrates much like the masculine does, but instead of intrusion, it just uh, opens the field and allows whatever is ready to come to come in. But it takes a whole lot of trust, takes a whole yeah. lot of deconditioning, and it takes a whole yeah. lot of surrender, which is so scary for the majority of people. Right. So that, that trust is incredible courage, right? But it's a different kind of courage than the masculine, which is the one that's more um, kind of um, brought to the surface or more acknowledged. And I think it's like this incredible trust. Yeah, like this incredible courage of trust and surrender and just being open and being vulnerable, um, even if it's scary. Mm. Um, and I think of a queen, right? So the queen, the queen is like the most powerful um, woman in the land, right? So what is so how what is the queen's life like like the, people are opening doors for her like people are serving her food people are asking her what she needs what do you want right so she's just so powerful in her beingness that everybody wants to serve her you know mm -hmm. she doesn't need to do anything and i think that's that's the beautiful power of the feminine that like women in the west are overlooking and 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 yeah. you know kind of not getting the access to it because I think that power is harder to see. It's harder to, the masculine power is when it's more overt, it's more on oh, the surface, sure. it's easy to notice it. But the feminine power is equally as powerful and in some ways more powerful, but you have to have the eyes to see it, you know, and know the, the, the magic of it. Mm, and this is something that like, I hope more and more women I, I i led last spring and i didn't again this is a beautiful example so the masculine would have i was supposed supposed to lead a retreat in florida i came back to america and i got invited to co-host this retreat it didn't end up working out the masculine side of me turned on and was like no this has to work out like i'm i'm flying back to america i'm staying an extra week like how can i make this work and then the feminine side of me said, mm -mm, hold on a second. There's something else that wants to come through here. So just wait. Just wait and just rest in the trust that there's something bigger than your mind could have even began to believe. 
So just, just wait and trust and allow. And so there's this balance between like, we do still move forward. We do still act, but, but it's acting from an open space instead of a constricted, I know where I'm going space. And what ended up happening is I created this online course online experience. It wasn't even a course. It was this experience where seven women gathered from around the world and we all dropped into space. I didn't have, all I knew is that I was supposed to be showing up for these women and I was going to be providing them with the tools to help them reconnect to their divine feminine. I had no idea what the title of it was. I didn't even have a web page, nothing. And women just started coming in, women who had been seeing my videos, women who had, you know, uh, I had met in India. They just started reaching out to me. But it, they came because I trusted, because I was just like, okay, there's an online experience that wants to be led. Okay, spirit, like I'm open and I'm ready to receive the women who are ready for me to guide them through this experience. And I literally made one post and I sent, I think, one email out and that was it. And everyone else just kind of came in. And so... It can be really hard when we're, when we're, we're conditioned to believe in the scarcity mindset. Like, mm. can you really truly just trust and surrender that everything is divine and everything is working out with you and for you? But especially when it gets down to the wire or down to the line and the adrenaline starts kicking in and the masculine wants to come in and be the savior. Mm. Um, and so this is what I hope that more and more women start to wake up to. Because also if we want to help men be more receptive to be mm -hmm. able to receive us to be able to feel us whether in relationship or in bed or whatever it's important for us as the female embodied person energy in this field if we can't be open and receptive and loving and nurturing and juicy then how can we expect the masculine embodied people to feel safe to explore those parts of themselves as well Mm -hmm. So I feel that this is where, where our consciousness is shifting. It's like, can we really expand this part of ourselves um, so that we can all feel this receptivity and we all don't have to work so hard. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and then the, the, the polarity of the dance of the masculine and feminine, that's, that's such a, such a rich exploration and important one right now too, you know? So it's like, if you have two people that are competing for masculine power, like you said, they're kind of just butting heads continually, not not recognizing that this whole other power um, that can be like uh, there's the synergy of the two of the masculine power and the feminine power together. That that's that's what that's what creation is based on, right? It's like we're talking about everything is sex and every moment is creation. Well, you need the masculine and the feminine. Um, even if it's people of the same gender, you need the masculine and the feminine to have this creative energy come into being that's so powerful and so beautiful. So I think that that's such a rich exploration of like, um, I think, so, so for example, sometimes if there's two people, um, if we want more of a masculine energy to come into being, sometimes the way to do it is for one of the person, one of the two to actually go more into their feminine, which creates the reversal of the, the polarity of the masculine coming out in the other, mm -hmm. right? Or vice versa. If we want more feminine, I go more into my masculine, breaks the feminine out in you, right? So it's mm. like, it's just, we start to understand how these energies work and the power of them and, and honoring the power of the feminine. Um, and you can, you can start to bring it into these areas um, that just creates so much more magic and creativity and, and actual power.
of manifestation. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I hope, you know, I, I believe. This is what I believe is what's turning for us all is like, okay, so here's just a question to anyone who's listening. Like, would you rather work really hard in order to get close to what you want or would you rather allow yourself to surrender and receive more than you could ever even imagine? Beautiful. And so it's like, I mean, most of the, nothing makes sense in my life. When I actually think about like what I'm doing, like coming to Europe didn't make sense. Going to India didn't make sense. In fact, it made complete opposite sense. And everyone who was operating from their logical point of view are like, Amanda, how are you doing what you're doing? I don't even understand. It's like, I don't understand it either. I just mm -hmm. trust. I feel, I let go, and I can tell you it's 100% better than I ever would have created with my mind had I been operating from that space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's a question that's, it's kind of a tough question. I think one of the reasons it's tough to answer because it's hard for you to figure out how to ask it, but I think it's a really deep, viable question about feeling. So I've been exploring this question about feeling, right? So people will be like, I just do whatever I feel. I do whatever I feel. I just follow whatever I feel like. But it feels like there's, there's like a deeper level it's almost like talking about two different things. There's kind of this surface level of feeling of like doing whatever feels good or feels bad, um, kind of like an impulsive way. And then there's some deeper level of feeling of like being guided by a, you know, source or, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, there's like a, it's like a, it's, it's a compass that you can feel into. So sometimes I, cause I used to just kind of whatever feels good, I just do it, you know, but now like, with, with listening deeper and like, like having this deeper level of maturity, it's like, actually, it may be something that actually feels painful. Right. 100%. Right. Or feels, un or, feels or feels uncomfortable. <laughs> right. And oftentimes it's those so, spaces that like, that's how you expand right? It's like yes, when you lean into that yeah. contraction, it's like when you lean, mm -hmm. most of the things that have given me the biggest expansion were the places where I was like feeling I was going to have the biggest contraction or I was contracting from my mind before I even went in there. I mean, it's even like open relationships, right? Relationships as an open, open, like it's a spiritual path. It's like, holy shit, do I want to feel like my lover being with other lovers, like, oh my God, that is so scary. And that doesn't make any logical sense. And like, no, that's not safe. And la 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 la. And it's like, no, it's like, if I really want to expand in love and I really want to like, like move beyond the stories that are keeping me stuck in fear, then the only way to get out of those stories is to lean in and to expand beyond what I could have ever thought. And that's with our businesses. That's with everything. It's like, any person often who is truly on the expansive of consciousness path, it's like, you're right. There's the story of good or bad or right or wrong. Well, this feels like the most safe. This, this feels the best, but it's deeper than that. There's the what's right here, right now in this moment, what am I feeling from kind of like the surface layer? And then can I drop a little bit deeper and like, what is the deepest presence of it all? And can I feel into that gut feeling? And from that gut feeling, can I move? Not necessarily in like, oh my God, this is causing me fear and contraction. I shouldn't go there. But like, mm, actually, what is that contraction trying to tell me? Like, okay, that's a, that's a, that's an edge for me. Okay, beautiful. What do I really want? Do I want to continue to expand or do I want to continue to stay small? Well, I want to continue to expand. Okay, 
let's lean into that edge then. Yeah, beautiful. Is there anything that you would like to share that you haven't shared yet? Anything I'd like to share that I haven't shared yet? I guess like the only thing that comes through in this moment is if anybody is listening to this and is like, okay, I feel a resonance and I just don't even know where to begin. Like the first thing would be don't even think meditation, but just go do nothing out in nature. <laughs> just go Love it. do nothing out in nature and make that you're doing. Don't try to meditate. Don't try to breathe. Don't try just lay there if you can on the ground and I feel like and just ask like I'm here to surrender you know you can say that if you want to like I'm surrendering and just see how long you can do that and I feel like the moment you start to actually embody what does it feel like to fully let go and to, to give up if you want to put it in that context your control then all of a sudden get ready because when you put that intention and you embody it, I feel like that's when more and more magic starts happening. I love that. I want to echo that, you know, because I've explored meditation for years and I've taught meditation in different times. And I was just playing this this morning. I have a really good discipline meditation practice now. And it was exactly what you said. It's like, at this point, it's like, what am I doing in that space? nothing it's like all the all the whatever the affirmations or whatever yeah. or the, the strategies or, or yeah. yeah the techniques or all that stuff is has left me and it's just it's just a space to to ground in being just a space to really rest in being and to, to do nothing exactly and doing nothing includes whatever arises because this was oh i have to try to do nothing no you don't have to try to do nothing you just, know, allow. Just, just, just allow just allow if your mind's so going think, crazy allow that <laughs> you know 100 percent, and i think that that's that's really that's a really powerful um invitation for people i had a session with this guy this week who um it was really fascinating it became clear like going going you know as, as we progressed that his greatest fear is boredom he's terrified of being bored you know so he's 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 struggling with some drug addictions and different things right now because he doesn't want to be bored you know and it was like so your your practice is to explore being bored you know like face face the fear of boredom mm. and and see what's actually there you know mm. um and i think when you do that you discover your freedom you know you discover who you really are first of all which is the most essential thing mm. um but you discover yeah you discover that this freedom that you're because you know he is like so many people constantly looking for freedom here freedom here oh, i get i didn't find it here let me try it here let me try it there let me try it there looking for love let me try it here let me try it here. But, you know we're looking for we're looking for something outside of ourselves continually in all these different spots and it's like we are the thing that we've been looking for you know so the only way to like realize that is to stop looking for it. Yeah. And then we realize that we are it. And then there can be this thing second, the sec, but it comes second where it's reflected back in a relationship. It's reflected back in the place you live. It's reflected back in your work. It's reflected, you know, all these things will come, but first they it's like will recognizing, come to you. 
yeah, that that's come the receptivity. To you. It's like, yeah, it's a 100%. Yeah. But recognizing that you are that which you seek, right? Which is, you know, you can say that with words and it sounds cute, but to actually like, you know, make space to do nothing is how you realize it. Yeah. And sometimes that means you need to get the hell out of America and do that <laughs> for a little bit, you know, whatever you need to do, but don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And how do people, uh, how, do, how do they find you? Finding me through the ether, just tap into the portal and say, I'm ready to connect uh-huh. to Amanda Bickup. No, <laughs> you can't do that. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, people can find me at my website, which is amandabickham.com or on Facebook. I'm pretty active there. I just started getting into, into Instagram. Like I have had a camp for many years. It's more just like personal stuff. People are just wanting to like feel me a little bit more beyond what I publicize to a majority of people. They can always check out my Instagram as well, which is Vitality mm-hmm. with Bickham. And you pop on Facebook Live sometimes and... Yeah, the Facebook community is a really good community. I feel like there's a lot of people. That's how we got connected. You know, people watch your stuff. They watch my stuff. They watch other Mm -hmm. conscious entrepreneurs who are, you know, really diving in. And so that's the best way to not only like get in touch with this community of people who are doing the work, so to speak, but also with other people who are on their path to wanting to to find more liberation and expansion and people who are also on their on their tribe. So that's probably the best mm-hmm. way and if people are going to be in holland for this uh august there's some really cool things there's a five-day tantric temple which starts on tuesday that's uh july 30th and then there's the tantra festival which i'll be at the 17th of august and then there is a two and a half day temple which a partner and a girlfriend of mine are putting on at the end of august last week and in august 23rd so yeah fantastic thank you so much amanda for being you and being here and uh thanks everybody for joining us thank you so much for creating this space where we can all continue to expand it's been a beautiful blessing to be here with you brian